listening to Lighthearted, the official podcast of the United States Lighthouse Society. My name is Jeremy Dontremont. Welcome. With me today is my co-host, Cindy Johnson, Operations Manager for Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouses. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Jeremy. Happy National Park Week. This year, National Park Week runs from Saturday, April 18th to Sunday, April 26th. Did you know that there are nearly 400 national parks in the United States? Acadia National Park in Maine, about four hours north of where we are here on the New Hampshire seacoast, is one of the top 10 most visited national parks. I've visited a few of the national parks, but there's a lot more I need to visit. How about you, Cindy? I've actually had the opportunity to visit several national parks, especially in the Southwest. And if I had to pick a favorite, I'd say it's Arches National Park in Moab, Utah. Amazing. Yeah. I'd love to see it. I've not gone to that one. You have to hike. um, You have to do the hike to Delicate Arch. Definitely worth it. Yeah. Sounds good. One of the neat things that's offered is the National Parks Passport Program. You can buy a passport book and get free cancellation stamps at parks around the country that serve as a record of your visit. As of a few years ago, more than 1.3 million passport books have been sold. The National Parks Passport Program served as the inspiration for the U.S. Lighthouse Society's passport program, which is our subject today. Cindy, please help tell our listeners about the Lighthouse Passport Program. Sure. The Lighthouse Passport Program provides enthusiasts the opportunity to help preserve lighthouses, as well as a wonderful way to keep a pictorial history of their lighthouse adventures. Small donations are made by passport holders for the stamps. The Lighthouse Passports can be bought through the U.S. Lighthouse Society website and at many participating locations. The passports have a blue cover, similar to a U.S. government passport. Each page has four panels, and when filled, a passport has 60 stamps. The goals of the program are to provide a vehicle for participating locations to obtain donations to continue their preservation, restoration, or educational efforts, and to act as an educational and fun way for individuals and families to learn more about lighthouses and the important role they have played in American maritime history. Collectors can also join the Passport Club, which gives them access to an electronic newsletter and other benefits. Skip Sherwood, a retired college professor, and his wife, Mary Lee, have led many of the U.S. Lighthouse Society's domestic and international tours. Skip is also the director of the Lighthouse Passport Program. I recently had the opportunity to speak with Skip about the Passport Program. Let's listen to that conversation now. I am on the phone with Skip Sherwood. Skip, thank you so much for joining me today. Been a while since I've seen you on on our trip to Scotland and England, right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen you since we toured the uh, Edinburgh area in Scotland and the east coast of England. That was a couple of years ago. It was a great time. It sure was. And it's very good to talk to you again. Of course, uh, today we're going to concentrate on the Lighthouse Passport Program. And I think it's a good idea to start at the beginning. So, uh, Skip, if uh, you could tell me, what what exactly are the origins of the Lighthouse Passport Program, and how did you personally get involved with it? Well, the the concept of the passport stamps was really created by the Society's founder, uh, Wayne Wheeler, uh, copying somewhat uh, the same... uh, program that the National Park System Cancellation System is. And one of the purposes of it was to act as a 
travel journal for folks that were visiting lighthouses, much like we used to do with international passports when they would stamp it going into countries. Of course, today it's all electronic, so you don't get all those cool stamps anymore. But the entries could be stamps. You could take a photo of the lighthouse you visited. You could even draw a little picture of one you visited. And it, and it was suggested from the beginning that you put in a minimum of a dollar whenever you got a stamp at a lighthouse. And when you finish filling up a book, you send it to the office. And uh, in return, you would receive a patch that says, I've seen the light. And over time, more awards were added for more completed passports. Uh, the stamps that were created for each lighthouse are very unique in that they have a image of the lighthouse along with the name, location, and the year the lighthouse went into service. As for my involvement, I started volunteering full-time for the Society in 2019. And at that time, we were looking for ways to encourage more people to visit lighthouses and maybe learn a little bit more about their history. We were trying to find also a way to get more families interested in lighthouses so that new generations would, uh, you know, pick up this process of, of helping to preserve them. I was having a weekly breakfast meeting with Jeff Gales, the executive director, and his wife, Melissa, and Mary Lee and I. And we had one of these every week, and we always talked about things at the society. And at this one, we came up with the idea of creating a community of lighthouse passport collectors. It would be a club that would be free to join. Uh, we would create a special stamp for those who joined. I think at the time we had a free bumper sticker that said, I'd break for lighthouses if you, uh, if you join. And we would create a newsletter trying to create some buzz about the stamp program. And we decided we could include an invitation to join the, uh, the, the club in all the passports that were sold. And we all thought it was a great idea at the time, but I will never forget that somebody said, well, you know, the beauty of this club was that it would be very little work and it would run itself. Huh. Well, that hasn't turned out to be true. <laughs> and if you fast forward to today, we kind of know now we caught lightning in a bottle and we've got thousands of club members and, you know, hundreds of locations, and we get hundreds of collectors sending in their completed books for awards every year. So what started as a, a little breakfast conversation has turned into this, uh, this program, uh, which has expanded all over the country. Yeah. Maybe I heard wrong, but I think you said you started those conversations sitting around in, in uh, 2019. Did you mean to say 2009, possibly? Oh, I'm sorry. It was 29. Correct. Right, right. Nine. It was about eleven years ago. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I Got thought that. It, I, I, I thought it took more than a, more than a year to get all that. that more, uh, yeah. Happening. <laughs> more yeah. than a few months, you know. Yeah, yeah. So let's go over some of the numbers. Uh, how many locations in the United States now have passport stamps available as of uh, well, we have now somewhere mm -hmm. you know just a little bit more than six hundred and fifty. Uh, locations that have stamps. Uh, now, that includes lighthouses, life-saving stations, some Coast Guard stations, and some maritime museums, particularly ones that uh, have uh, displays of Fresnel lenses. Uh, but the actual number of stamps you can find is higher because we have some locations that have different, you know, different stamps located in, you know, different places. For example, uh, the one I was thinking about was in, in Bass Harbor, Maine. There are actually four different stamps located at 
four different locations around Bass Harbor, including the the one at the lighthouse. So when you're collecting stamps, it's not just the 650. Our top collector, Mac McFarland, actually has accumulated more than 1,200 stamps. Right. Um, and that, one of the reasons he got that many is that over time, stamps wear out. We make new designs, and then those go to those same lighthouses and Mac is uh, such an avid collector that he returns to these same lighthouses to get those new stamps. So, right. mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we're pushing 700 when it comes to actual number of locations. Yeah, I know that the uh, lighthouses around here, I'm in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, like Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse, Whaleback Lighthouse, White Island, Boone Island, Nubble Lighthouse. There's multiple stamps for most of those, so I know what you're talking about. Are there locations, are there any locations outside the U.S. Uh, that also have stamps? Yeah, we uh, originally the program was set up, of course, just for the you know U.S. lighthouses. After all, it's the United States Lighthouse Society. But in recent years, we've added a number of locations. I think we have 18 now that are outside of the United States, but all of but one of them are in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one that isn't is for the California Lighthouse that's located in Aruba. The interesting thing about that one is that they contacted us asking if they could become part of the program because they were getting quite a few people from the United States asking if they had a stamp. And so they reached out to us because they really didn't know anything about the program. I should mention we accept stamps from any lighthouse in the world that has a stamp itself, a rubber stamp that identifies the lighthouse and has an image of it. I'm, you know, that I can sure you remember on our Scotland, England tour several years ago, there were people always looking for stamps that wherever lighthouses we were asking, always asking if they had a stamp. And if I remember correctly, they really ended up with like five or six different lighthouses in those countries that had stamps. And we count those uh, in our program. Yeah, I interviewed uh, Ann Witzenberg in Aruba, who's in charge of the organization that uh, manages the, the right, uh, California yeah. Lighthouse there, and she was quite excited about having the uh, first uh, official stamp outside of uh, North America uh, for the lighthouse there. You know, you know, I haven't, I haven't spoken with her or communicated with her. I'd be kind of curious as to how many stamps they've actually given out, you know, or some estimate of how many they've given out since they... Uh, since they got the stamp, because she said they get half a million people from the United States visiting down there every year, and a lot of them make it out to that lighthouse. So I'd be right. kind of interested to see how how popular that's become. Yeah, yeah, they had just gotten the stamp when I spoke with her several months ago. So it'd be interesting to hear how that's how that's going now. Besides uh, all the people at the various locations, you know, that have the stamps, uh, about how many volunteers? does it take to to run the passport program for the USLHS? Well, remember, this is a program that was going to run itself. Uh, (laughs) uh, Unfortunately, we found out, like other things, it takes a village. We actually have 11 volunteers from all over the country right now who report to me, and they're responsible for keeping the information about stamp availability at the locations in their area, you know, up to date. And, at least once a year, they're required to contact those sites and make sure our website information is correct, which makes it a lot easier for uh, collectors uh, to find the stamps. Uh, whenever we have an issue with a stamp at a lighthouse, which the most common one is they can't find it, and that's usually because it's a volunteer that uh, 
isn't familiar with the program, but then that person in the area will contact the lighthouse, make sure that uh, uh, everything is okay. So in addition to those 11 people, there are several more, uh, including my wife, Mary Lee, who's responsible for checking the passports when they're submitted for awards, sending out the patches. Uh, we have uh, one volunteer, Mary Borkowski, who's a longtime uh, uh, member of the society who helps design the stamps along with uh, Rich Gales, who's a staff member. And there are just other people involved in mailing things out or whatever. And so I just sort of, I would guess there's probably 20 people that somehow are involved in actually keeping this program going. And I simply can't say enough good things about those 11 volunteers because without them, the program would just fade away and the information would be old and, and frustrating for, for collectors. So I always give them a shout out because uh, without them, we couldn't do it. Sure, absolutely. About how many passports uh, is the USLHS selling every year at this point? Well, most of the states, some are direct to collectors, but the most of them go through wholesale sales because you know to lighthouses who then retail them to the public. And the last estimate I got from uh, you know from the office was they sell around fifteen thousand passports a year, which ends up as providing revenue for, you know, the preservation efforts of both the society and, and the lighthouses themselves. Uh, this is probably the club idea has probably tripled the number of passports that we sell every year, just in the last 10 or 12 years. Wow. That's incredible. And about how many members are there at this point in the, in the passport club? Well, Right now, we have about 7,000 members that have registered and gotten their stamp and received the newsletter. Uh, uh, like I said before, every passport we sell contains the information about how you join. And more and more people, when they, you know, they're visiting a lighthouse and they look over and there's somebody over there getting their passport stamp, they ask questions. And so the thing is kind of feeding on itself. And, it, and you know, people go on lighthouse cruises and then they discovered the passport program that way. So it's, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see a limit on this thing. It's, it's, you know, considering it's grown from zero to 7,000 since 2009, uh, is pretty incredible. Sure is. Uh, I think I can guess what the answer to this is, but based on the initial expectations that people had, do you feel the passport program is a success? Well, you know, it, it's, it's fun because, you know, listening to people and, and especially avid collectors that contact us all the time now, uh, providing us changes about information. Uh, parents are buying passports for their kids. We get, you know, emails and letters about how their kids are enjoying. They send us pictures, you know, with their kids holding their passports. Uh, but if we go back to the original idea that, that Wayne Wheeler had of getting a dollar donation for each stamp, um, you can look at maybe the impact that programs had on, um, you know, preservation. If you take that 7,000 members and 15,000 passports a year, and with a completed passport, if everybody, if they've donated a dollar, that's $60 for each passport. I mean, you're talking about a dollar at a time ending up with hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, going to these, you know, directly to these lighthouses. Now, 
you know, individually, they may not be getting a lot, but, you know, some of the, you know, some of the, you know, lighthouses that are visited a lot, they take in quite a bit of money just at a dollar at a time. So I think that part of it is, is, you know, is probably about the, you know, the best part of the success. But it's also the interest and enthusiasm that it, that it generates, I think is a, Oh yes, exactly. Big part exactly. Of it, yeah. And now we now we hear more about it. Before we didn't hear that much about it, but through the you know the club passport website and everything, you know we hear more about it. Yeah. Uh, are there any new ideas in the pipeline uh, at this point for the passport program? Any any new components to it that are will be coming? Well, one that, you know, this is already there, but one of the things that we came up with was we implemented a, a series of stamps for what we call lost lights, which are actually stamps from representing lighthouses that no longer exist, but at one time were, you know, valuable aids to navigation. Uh, we've had two series so far. There are four in each series, and each stamp comes with a historical uh, you know, piece of information about the importance of the lighthouse and where it was located. And folks can put the, they do purchase these from the society and they can be added to their passports and count toward uh, the award levels. We like the idea because it, it educates them about the history, the history of, uh, you know, these locations. But the other upcoming project, which I'm not directly involved in, but is in the works, and that is a, a passport for children or kids. Uh, that requires, you know, fewer stamps. Uh, many families don't are not able to travel that extensively, but if they live, you know, back there on the East Coast, you know, in Maine or Connecticut, you know, they can visit a lot of lighthouses in a, you know, in a short number of miles. Um, and the awards will be more geared toward children. Um, it will be encouraging parents to, uh, you know, buy a special passport for for their kids, which. Uh, again, will maybe get them more interested in, in collecting things. And like I said, fewer stamps to get an award. Kids can't wait 60 stamps to get an award. So mm -hmm. I know that Jeff Gales has been working on this and that I think that uh, that will be coming out pretty soon. Uh, we've also considered setting up, you know, uh, special awards for uh, regional uh, stamp areas. For example, if you have all the stamps from California, Oregon, and Washington, you get a special award encouraging people to go to those few lighthouses, you know, they haven't quite made it to yet. So again, it's all about trying to get people, you know, to visit these lighthouses uh, a little bit more. And the one thing I would like to mention at this point is, is that the way this has expanded so much is because as the as the collectors visit lighthouses that don't have stamps, and the more and more of them that you know visit those lighthouses and they keep asking for stamps, then the lighthouses contact us, and so this has generated a a you know uh, an important connection between the U.S. Lighthouse Society and these lighthouses, and it makes the um, uh, resources of the society more, not so much available, but at least it makes these people aware of all the things that the society has and what they can do for them. Whereas uh, in the past, we might have had good contacts with, you know, the larger lighthouses, but the smaller ones, you know, we really didn't have any communication with. Mm -hmm. Now, every one of them gets a call from one of these volunteers. Uh, you know, people are asking them for stamps, and as a result, 
you know, they're starting to come to the society. So I think that's been one of the biggest impacts on the program, uh, you know, to date. I know that's beyond the question you asked, but I had to throw that in. No, all those things make a lot of sense to me. Uh, maybe you just answered this this last question I was going to ask you, but w- what is your personal favorite thing about the, the Passport program? Me personally, I, I love working with these volunteers. I mean, these are people I don't, I, there are two of them that I know personally, but nine of them, you know, originally just volunteered when I put out the word, you know, in our newsletter, for volunteers. And, you know, the ones I have now have been with me, you know, since the beginning, which was about 2016, when we, when we asked people to help, uh, they're hardworking, they're cooperative, uh, they're lots of fun. Um, like I said, the, uh, the program would just collapse without them. Uh, and, uh, but, and we've all become online friends. I'd love to meet some of them personally. I've talked to a number of them over the phone, but, uh, that for me, that's, you know, that's kept me kind of connected, you know, with the whole program. And the other thing is, you know, they, people email the Passport Club website telling us about their lighthouse adventures and often expressing, you know, expressing their appreciation for what we do. People are genuinely excited. I get kind of cracks me up at time how excited people get when they, when they find a stamp or they, you know, they fill a book or whatever. And so uh, I guess one of my favorite things here is I'd like to think we've created something that will, you know, continue for years to come and will have has had an impact on, you know, getting people more interested in lighthouses. So that that's kind of the bottom line of the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Others, oh, there's no doubt about that. I think, uh, you know, the passport program just seems to get more popular all the time. And uh, to me, it, it just it seems like it's creating more lighthouse buffs every year, and that's a, a great thing. It, uh, it helps to make visiting lighthouses a fun hobby for people, and anything that increases interest in lighthouses is good. So uh, on behalf of everyone in the lighthouse community, I want to thank you, Skip Sherwood, for your work as director of the U.S. Lighthouse Society's Passport Program as well as all the work you and Mary Lee have done as tour leaders for the U.S. Lighthouse Society. And I want to thank you so much for joining me today on Lighthearted. Thank you so much, Skip. Okay, Jeremy, it's good to talk to you again. Cindy, we have three passport stamps available when we have our open houses at Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse. Mm -hmm. We have a stamp for Portsmouth Harbor Light, of course, We also have stamps for two lighthouses you can see from there, Whaleback and White Island. Have you noticed an increase in the interest in the passports in recent years? I have seen an increase, and I've also noticed that kids really like it. I've noticed that too, and uh, you know, it kind of took me a while to warm up to the passport program, but now I'm definitely a big fan. I can see that it makes people more enthusiastic about visiting lighthouses, and uh, I love seeing people come with their passport open and rush over to the, the table. And, you know, I think it's definitely brought a lot more people to, to Portsmouth Harbor Light. We're getting more mail requests for stamps, definitely. In we do get them in the mail the last for couple sure. of years. Yep. And I, I think that's the, the real value of the passports is the, the fact that it, it's turning more people into it's making visiting lighthouses a hobby, I'd say, for, for more people these days. And Absolutely. 
be more and more that way. Yeah. Next, we're going to meet Scott Walbert. Scott lives in Pennsylvania, and he's one of the U.S. Lighthouse Society Hall of Fame Lighthouse Passport Stamp Collectors. He also volunteers and does a lot of the behind-the-scenes work uh, to keep the passport program going. I spoke over the phone with Scott about the passport program. Let's listen to that conversation now. I am on the phone with Scott Walbert, who lives in Pennsylvania and is one of the U.S. Lighthouse Society's Hall of Fame Lighthouse Passport Stamp Collectors. And Scott and his wife, Diane, also volunteer and do a lot of the behind-the-scenes work that keeps the passport program going. And today we're going to be talking about various aspects of the passport program. And uh, before we start, I just want to mention that we're actually speaking today on President's Day, February 17th, even though uh, people are going to be hearing this a bit later. The plan is uh, for this to be heard in April. But I appreciate you joining me today on President's Day, Scott. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. How did you first get interested in lighthouses, and then how did you first get involved in the passport program? Oh, well, you know, that's a good question. I think what happened with the lighthouses, you know, we went on a vacation back in, I'm going to say, like 2014, up to the Thousand Islands. Um, my wife wanted to see the Thousand Islands, and, you know, there's a couple lighthouses up that way. And yeah. so we actually got to go out to uh, Rock Island there and, and go up into the lighthouse. And prior to that, I really, I mean, you know, I knew about lighthouses, but I never really paid much attention and probably a little later that year in fall, we decided to drive over to the Jersey Shore, you know, for us about an hour and a half, two hour drive. And we bought a passport and, you know, started getting some stamps, just, you know, little here, a little there, you know, you have a, a free weekend, you know, go for a little ride. And that's kind of how we, how the passport thing started and started becoming that scavenger hunt kind of, you know, thing to do on weekends. You know, we had a spare weekend, let's go. And that's that's was pretty much how it started, just by going on a vacation, seeing seeing some lighthouses on the boat trips, and was like, wow, this is pretty neat. What's been really fun for you as a as a participant in the passport program? Oh, I just think getting out and and meeting people, and you know, getting to see our great country. You know, I mean, it's been it's been an exciting couple years. You know, once we got started on this, we plan our vacations and you know, get out and go see things. If you had asked me a couple years ago and said, hey, are you going to ever go to the West Coast? I would have said, what are you, crazy? And last year we went out to the West Coast, you know, flew out, did how many days up in Oregon, Washington, Northern California, and just seeing the sights of the country and, and, you know, hitting all the lighthouses on the way. And I just think getting out, seeing that, meeting the people, meeting collectors, uh, meeting the volunteers at the lighthouses, you know, getting to talk to them and, and they tell you their story. And it's just, um, it's just such an exciting thing, you know, and, and then you get to that part where you try to find that elusive stamp, you know, you get that adrenaline rush when you, when you find that one that you might've heard about somewhere and nobody seems to know anything about it. You know, that's always a, a, a big excitement thing for us. I know, uh, as we said, you're one of the top stamp collectors in the program, but you and your wife, Diane, also do a lot of things to keep the passport program going. Uh, what are some of the things you do uh, as volunteers? Well, we wear a lot of hats. <laughs> we uh, started off as, you know, Skip put out an SOS back in, I don't know, like 2016 that they needed some, he needed some help, you know, to, to contact sites, etc. 
And one of our primary duties um, is we contact the um, locations that we've been assigned uh, annually. We get a hold of them. To, we want to verify the information that's on the uh, stamp listings, make sure everything's updated and correct. So when the collectors go out during the year that they have the information, you know, as accurate as it can be. I mean, there's always you'll always get that one where, well, it's supposed to be at the reception desk and somebody moved it, you know, but we try to make sure that what's in our listings is correct and accurate. And that's something we're, we're actually doing right now. Uh, it's a process we started. Uh, I think there's I'm not exactly sure how many reps there are. It, the number changes a little bit and the, the locations, but um, we're all supposed to be contacting our sites and some start a little earlier than others, you know, depending where they're at, you, you can get into the weather this time of year. You know, UP of Michigan, there's nobody around at their lights to, you know, to be contacting those people. So it's, uh, that's just the, one of the main primary functions that, you know, we contact. And then about a year ago or so, Skip asked me if I would take on some of the multiple stamp sites. So I contact all those cruise companies and, uh, you know, verify that their information is correct. And uh, we get into some of them are involved with the featured lighthouse cruises that are on our uh, website where they offer a discount to members. So we want to make sure that that information is correct. Uh, the codes that, you know, if people put their order in online, that that information is, is correct. And so that's um, quite a, a lengthy process there that we you know, who we have to contact there and, and get a hold of those people. And again, that's all starting this time of year, trying to get get some of this stuff up and running, you know, for the beginning of the season. One of the other things we do, uh, this is more my wife, Diane takes, um, she's the welcome wagon, we'll call it. <laughs> when, <laughs> well, we didn't have a better word for it. So yeah. when, uh, when a new stamp is made, um, we contact them after it's shipped out from, you know, the headquarters from the West Coast, we contact them. Make sure they got the stamp. Make sure they um, know how the program is supposed to work. Um, and we want to make sure the information that was given to us is correct, uh, the contacts, et cetera, um, and everything is listed, uh, you know, that they didn't inadvertently somebody transpose something in an address or something like that. So we, you know, just want to verify all the information. And uh, then depending who that stamp will get assigned to, which rep, you know, by area, then that information will get passed on to that rep so they can do their annual contact. So that's one of our one of our other jobs. One of the other hats we wear is I actually house 26 stamps for the society. And um, if someone wants, you know, a stamp for a particular light that I house, you know, they would contact me and I would give them the information as to how to obtain the stamp. And then I handle, you know, stamping whatever is sent or, you know, whatever I decide to send them, you know, the donation and the paperwork, and then that all gets turned back over to the headquarters, and they, you know, that uh, the donations that are collected then are used for lighthouse preservations. So that was another thing we kind of picked up along the way. And uh, this past late fall here, maybe around Christmas time, we decided to uh, skip and myself and another rep uh, we compiled a list of all the existing lighthouses uh, that are um, either current ones or lost lights. And what we tried to do was set up a criteria as to what lights 
could have a stamp. Um, for an example, maybe you, there's one out in the middle of the ocean and, you know, somebody, oh, I want a stamp, but nobody can really get to it. So we're trying to set some kind of criteria, you know, how available is the stamp? Can, can collectors actually get to see it rather than having to charter a helicopter to fly there? Right. Um, and so we're trying to determine ahead of time because uh, I guess Skip gets quite a few requests over time, you know, I'd like to have a stamp for this, I'd like to have a stamp for that, and this way we can look back at it, he can look at it and say, hey, we have this list, and this kind of meets our criteria, where is it going to be housed, etc. And also, the Lost Lights are fall under that, and, you know, they, we have that new Lost Light series that comes out once or twice a year, and this list has helped um, to determine which stamps could be made for those Lost Lights. So it kind of was a a once and done project, at least I hope, but but it was something that um, they felt needed to be done, so we kind of kind of took that on. And yeah. recently, as of the last well, recently we're working on it right now. We're going through, uh, we're reformatting the all the stamp listings. Um, we were getting some concern from collectors that certain things weren't adding up when they would read it. Say there was a site that had four stamps. It was very hard to determine by the listings whether the stamps were identical, the designs were different. Um, some places had multiple stamps, were they different designs? So Skip and I kind of did some brainstorming and, and kind of came up with a format as how to identify stamp designs, you know, identify the multiple stamps at, at one location, and... Um, just make the thing general easier to read. And if um, collectors go out and look at the website, they might have noticed some of those changes are being t uh, done as, as we speak. Um, as the, the representatives are updating their information, it is getting inputted. And then uh, the game plan is to have this all done by spring here, you know, early summer, that uh, that way at least everything hopefully is up, you know, when it's corrected, that it's in the new format. And then uh, once in a while I get involved with... Um, Probably one of the uh, the most enjoyable things I enjoy is trying to find that stamp mystery. Uh, Skip and I call each other Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Watson. <laughs> you know, look, <laughs> yeah, it's when the emails go back and forth or the phone calls. You know, that we find uh, someone might contact him and or you know the information line and hey, uh, do you know about blah blah blah? You know something, and so he'll contact me and we'll go out and try and figure out what, what exactly it is or what it isn't and just try to make sure that uh, the information is correct and that somebody's not trying to, you know, tell us something that really isn't there. But uh, so that's one of the other things we're involved in. So we kind of wear a lot of hats depending on what time of the year it is or what help Skip needs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds like that sounds like a lot of hats, all right. Wow, it is. <laughs> yeah. This time of year, it is. Believe me, it sometimes is eight hours a day, you know, on weekends. So, yeah, it it can get intense, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's great, and th thank you on behalf of everybody who collects uh, the lighthouse stamps. Thank you for for everything you're doing. It looks like the program is uh, kind of gradually expanding beyond uh, the United States. I know there's a stamp available at the California Lighthouse in Aruba. I actually interviewed uh, the woman, uh, Ann Witzenberg, uh, in Aruba, who uh, told me about that. And uh, you were telling me about stamps being available in PEI, Prince Edward Island, and also Quebec. Could you tell us about, yeah. about that? 
Yeah, that was kind of an interesting um, thing came up there last year. Um, you know, last summer we uh, there was a new stamp planted up at uh, Rosevalon Sh- uh, Lighthouse up in uh, Newfoundland, and uh, apparently uh, the uh, contact person up there made you know a pretty big deal when they issued their first stamp. Um, the collector that went up there. They actually presented her with a collectible of their lighthouse and took pictures. And and what happened was um, she was so proud of this, I guess she sent pictures to Skip and, uh, you know, just wanted to say, hey, this is great. Well, turns out we looked at the pictures of the passport and it had some stamps on there for Prince Edward Island. Skip's like, we don't know about any stamps in Prince Edward Island. You want to see what you can find out. So, you know, we put the hat on again. And now this, I have to give a hundred percent credit to my wife. This was her baby. She ran with this and she spent hours trying to establish contacts up there. And, um, you know, went found out that, uh, Prince Edward Island does have a lighthouse society, although it's a, a pretty small organization, but you know, they, they try to do what they can for their people up there. So um, a few years ago, the tourism department up there put out stamps for some of their historic sites, um, trying to encourage the residents up there to drive around the island and get these stamps. So they might have had a a program called Tip to Tip, where you could go from, you know, one end of the island to the other and gathering these stamps. But uh, I think there might have been something like 11 or 12 lighthouse stamps were made during this process. Well, the society up there decided that they were going to do their own thing with them as this program wound down. They kind of put out a little passport, uh, very small scale from what ours is, but to just encourage people to, you know, try to get these stamps and, um, you know, drive around and see the lighthouses. So uh, my wife was able to verify, you know, seven locations to determine uh, the contacts, etc. Now, we know there was a couple other stamps. Some were lost. Some we think are around, but we just haven't got to the right person yet. There was actually a set stolen a couple of years ago from one of the sites. Um, but uh, stay tuned. We're really going to try to stay on that up there because there might be a few more. And uh, working with uh, their group up there, they would like to establish a few additional ones too, uh, you know, down the road that, that are open to the public, you know, to try to promote tourism from, from up there. In fact, we're actually, hopefully, uh, this summer we're going to take a tour up there and meet some of the people and get to see some of the lights and collect the stamps. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the, the really neat thing about some of their stamps is they actually have a French version and an English version. So they're trying to accommodate, uh, you know, both of their, uh, their language-speaking people up there. So I, I thought that was kind of neat on their part, you know, and we're trying to give them a little support with giving them some advertising you know we listed them on our site and trying to make some people uh down here north of the border uh you know to or south of the border excuse me to uh you know maybe come up there and, and see their lights yeah well that is really neat yeah let me ask you what do you personally think is the the value of the lighthouse passport program to the overall lighthouse world or the the lighthouse preservation world well, from the preservation world, I think it's probably, um, you know, the fundraising that hopefully uh, when the collectors are, are going out and, um, you know, getting their stamps and leaving their donation, um, I, would, I would sure hope that that's a, a real win-win for everybody. I mean, there's over 5,000 collectors in the program, and, I, you know, I would hope if, 
people get out to say 10 lighthouses a year and everybody leaves their minimum $1. You know what I mean? That's, that's a couple dollars going to these lighthouses. Uh, and you know, it's funny, a, a couple of years ago, we established a contact with a lighthouse and the gentleman there was telling us, you know, I can't even afford a gallon of paint. And we're like, well, you have stamps. Why don't we get them listed for you? And it's like, gee, if that helped him get a couple dollars in donations for, you know, to buy some paint. I mean, I, I just think it's, it's a, it's a win-win and it, and it gets people to go out and, and learn about, uh, you know, our maritime history. And, and, um, I, I think sometimes the value of the program isn't always monetary. It's the, you know, the educational and awareness to lighthouses, uh, you know, letting people learn about what's out there. You know, there's nothing, nothing better than going out and doing a little lighthousing and, you find a young family with, you know, some young children and they're asking daddy questions and they're asking, you know, volunteers questions. And, gee, hopefully some of these uh, children will grow up to be the volunteers of tomorrow. I mean, I just think, you know, and, and if this program gets them involved in, in wanting to go to the next lighthouse, I just, to me, that's just a win-win for everybody. One final question for bonus points. <laughs> Do you have a favorite lighthouse? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't that isn't that funny? I mean, people ask me that all the time. No, I, I, I mean, there's some I really enjoy. I mean, probably I'm going to say one of the first ones I climbed. You know, the Ponce Inlet in Florida. You know, uh, will always be dear in my heart because yeah. I couldn't get down from the top because I was petrified. <laughs> but that's a great you know, one. I've learned. I've learned. But you know, there's just so many. Yeah. No, I yeah. I honestly do not have a favorite. I mean, each one has a has its own place. Yeah. yeah. Well, my my favorite changes, you know, from time to time to time to time, depending on my mood, basically. And there's a, different ones I like for different reasons. So I completely yeah. understand your answer. How about a favorite region? Do you have a favorite region in the U.S. for lighthouses? Oh. You know, that keeps changing, too, because, uh, you know, like I said, last year we got out to the left coast, and, uh, you know, I mean, Oregon and Washington are beautiful. Yeah. I, mean, I would definitely head back there, being from the East Coast. You know, I love New England. Uh, you know, they all have their their special values, you know. Do you do you like coastal lights? Do you like the, you know, the big boys down in North Carolina? Do you like, you know, each one has its own its own value and its own, you know, sincerity of what, what you can see and do and in the area. So I honestly, I don't have a special area. I mean, we've been to most areas and, you know, haven't done the deep South, you know, along the Gulf yet, that's coming someday. But, you know, I, each time I, I think we go out, we find something new and exciting that we like and say, Oh, I got to get back here again one day. You know, it's just the time and money thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have to uh, agree with what you're, what you're saying there. So uh, on that note, uh, Scott Walbert, thank you so much uh, for talking to me today. And thank you so much for everything you do for the Lighthouse Passport Program, for the U.S. Lighthouse Society. And I wish you continued fun, enjoyment, success, and everything for, with everything you do with lighthouses. So thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your President's Day weekend. Thanks so much, Scott. Well, thank Thank you very much for having me on. In next week's episode of Lighthearted, we're going to continue our discussion of the Lighthouse Passport Program by speaking with some more of the top Hall of Fame passport stamp collectors. 
To learn more about the Lighthouse Passport Program, as well as all the other things the U.S. Lighthouse Society has to offer, go to uslhs.org. The link for the Passport Program is on the lower right of the front page. Many thanks to all the members, volunteers, staff, and board of directors of the United States Lighthouse Society in Hansville, Washington, and all around the world. And thanks to everyone everywhere who works for lighthouse preservation. That includes everyone with the Great Lakes Lighthouse Keepers Association, the American Lighthouse Foundation, the Florida Lighthouse Association, the National Lighthouse Museum, the New Jersey Lighthouse Society, the Delaware River and Bay Lighthouse Foundation, and so many more. There are way too many for me to mention. All these groups are making an important contribution to the preservation of our maritime heritage. Richard Moe, president of the National Trust for Historic Preservation from 1993 to 2009 once said, quote, the places we cherish, the places that we as preservationists work to save are symbols, but they are not abstractions. They are real and tangible. They surround, support, and illuminate almost every aspect of our daily lives, and they embody our most fundamental values. They are buildings, certainly, but they are much more than that. They are the places we depend on as anchors in a restless, uncertain world." Unquote. That says it pretty well. And to everyone who supports us by listening to this podcast, we sincerely appreciate it. As always, thanks for listening, and keep, keep a, a good, good light. Let it shine, let it shine